Good morning, everybody. Just getting my co-host, Harminder, up. Should be appearing. He is wearing a hat because the hair is apparently too much. It's too much. What's See, I, 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 You've got Chinese characters, I just saw. It just says Tokyo. It's one of these tourist hats. Ah, uh, okay. But does it... Okay, so Carl knows Chinese. Does it actually say Tokyo or what the hell am I wearing on my head? Uh, to me, it says Dongjing, which is East City. Dongjing Bu. Um, yeah, it's that's Tokyo. Oh, thank goodness for that. I don't want to be one of those people that get a Chinese tattoo and you nobody got, knows what the hell it says. Or you've got a menu item. I've seen people who... The bad tattoos for people who've got like Mushu pork tattoos on their arm. Oh my God. Uh, crispy duck pancake or something. <laughs> yeah, because they just <laughs> saw the characters and like, oh, that looks cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, welcome to Friday, end of the week. End of the week and end of the week for... The, this week on the BBS show, where we're discussing the final stage of building your sales landing page. And if you joined us yesterday, you will know we spent a couple of days working on the copy. So the copy is the copywriting, the sales message, the marketing message, the actual text. Um, this is how Carl does it, or the actual text that goes onto the page. The Don Draper stuff. That's the Don Draper stuff, the cool stuff, the stuff that's the stuff that makes the money. Um, and if you joined us over the last couple of days, you would have also been aware that it's the copy that comes first, and then the design, the images, the visual is is driven from the sales copy. It's important to do it that way because everything should complement the message. What are we actually trying to say? Everything should complement that. Anything from so, for example. Let's look at a really simple example. I'm using my physiology, I'm using my hands to um, make clear the message that I'm saying. But if I just started waving my hands around while saying something, the visual does not match the message. So it's really important to allow the message to be driven first, which is a copy. This is what all we can put on a sales landing page and then allow the imagery, the visuals to be driven off the back of that. The way we helped you understand this the stage before the copy was we gave you some good examples and some bad examples of some landing pages. Then what we did on Tuesday and Wednesday is, like I said, we went through the copy, but also the elements on what makes up a really good sales landing page. So yesterday we covered everything from uh, yesterday and the day before the header, the subheader, the direct address, the features and benefits, the call to action, the um, uh, taking people's objections and handling them via an FAQ guide. We handled social proof and that all of that combined will make up one hell of a sales page when you have one call to action as part of that sales page as well. So that's where we are. So the assumption now is you have a script or a document which captures all of these elements as part of a written copy. And if you want to know is that the process that Harms and Carl go th goes through when they build a sales landing page? Absolutely. So one of the first things we do is we have a document. I use a Google Doc, um, so it's a shared document, and I have the sales copy for that landing page written down. And that's the that's the process that we should have left you with as of yesterday. Now we're going to be focusing on actually putting together this page, actually building 
the sales landing page and demystifying that process for you, regardless of what your starting position is. So Carl, over to you just to talk about that element as well. Yeah, so we're going to be spending the rest of the day um, or the rest of this hour talking about how you physically put the page together. You have the document. How do we translate that into a web page? How do we turn that into a sales page? Now, we understand that everyone listening is going to have a varied skill base, uh, technically, um, and varied budgets. So there's going to be different solutions for different people. It's hard to address everybody that we're talking to equally, because for some people, it's going to make more sense to build it themselves using technical skills. For some people, it's going to make more sense to buy in those skills and use budget instead. Um, so for the people who are technologically uh, very savvy, you have probably already been starting to build your page. You've probably been following along and directly um, applying the lessons of the last few days to creating a page. You might have been putting copy directly on a page. You guys don't need that much help. So we're not really going to focus so much on the um, the highly technically skilled or the people who know how to put together a website. You don't really need us as much as people who don't have those skills yet. So we are going to be focusing instead and assuming that the people listening have no idea how to put together a website. If you do have some inkling, fantastic, that's great, that's going to help you. But we have to assume that you, uh, the majority of people do not. So we're going to keep it very simple um, and we're going to be giving you a few different options about how you'd go about putting together your sales page. There are two basic methods that we're going to talk about um, today. There's basically doing it yourself, DIY, which is not as hard as it sounds. We'll get to that in a moment. Or we get someone else to do it. We hire somebody. We, we get a, an expert to build our page for us. So two methods, DIY or pay someone to do it for us. Um, either way, though, we are going to follow the same process. You need to start with, I'm going to call it a briefing document, but it's basically your copy and a template of what you want the page to look like. These two together become your brief. Whether you're building it yourself or whether you're hiring somebody to build it for you, you need to know, um, you need to have these items in place first, and then we're going to be showing you how to translate them. Again, that's the copy document and a template of what the page looks like. We're going to put them together and create the page. We need to cover these first. That's weird. Arminda seems to be muted. Can you speak? Hmm. I have to edit that this out in a moment. Arminda's gone very quiet. Well, that's fine. We'll edit this later. If you're watching live, apologies. Um, tech issues always turn up, even for us, actually, especially for us, because we're playing around on computers all day. Um, so <laughs> what we've done, we have gone ahead, and we're going to make this as easy as possible for you, because we understand you don't want to be dealing with these kind of technical issues. We've gone ahead, we've actually put together a template document for you already. Um, I'm going to bring the template document up on screen. That's quite good because Armin is not here, so I can show it to you. <laughs> this is a template document that I created actually yesterday. Um, and it 
if you've been following us over the last couple of days, you'll see it basically follows what we've been covering. So we have a headline, we have a subheadline, we have the direct address, we have ta-da, the solution here, that's where we introduce your product or service. And then we have, um, as following our discussion on benefits and features, we have our benefits, one, two, and three here, followed by a call to action, a frequently asked questions, and then I've created some social proof uh, areas here. So testimonials, reviews, and previous companies and clients, your portfolio, the people that you have worked with. Um, so this is a basic template, which actually covers um, what the different sections of the website will look like. You'll notice, so this is still very much copy. Um, this is not full of images. This is not full of videos. That's the kind of stuff that can come later. Um, but right now, I just wanted to show you a template of what the final site without its images looks like. So again, we covered headlines and the subheadlines and the direct address we covered on uh, Wednesday. And then yesterday on Thursday, we covered the solution. We talked quite in depth about benefits and features, which ones you should be using um, and how to draw benefits out of features. We covered that yesterday on Thursday. And we also talked about call to action, um, frequently, frequently asked questions and social proof. That was all part of Thursday's lesson. Let me see where Harminder is. Oh, he's totally gone. Well, I hope he's okay. <laughs> I'll just have to take over. Um, if I am jumping back and forth to notes a bit more than often, that's because normally we would do it while the other person's talking. So hopefully it's not too jarring. Um, what we're going to do is we have this template. Um, this template is going to be one half of your brief. I, if you're going to be creating the page yourself, which I'm going to talk about in 20 minutes or so, uh, great. This gives you an outline of what the final thing will look like you are going to combine it with your copy document, which you've been creating over the last two days, and that will give you the basis of the website. If you are working with a designer, then this becomes really simple because what you're going to do is basically send them your document, your copy document, plus this uh, template file, which you can download, and the link is in the description below. And you can say, hey, I want you to convert this Word document or this Google document into a page that looks a bit like this template. Um, this will be the basic shape. And then we're going to be talking very shortly about how we add in images, how we add in videos. But the point here is a lot of the work has already been done because you have your template and you have your copy document. So we're very close to having a full page. We just need to pull it together. Now, over the last two days, we talked about a number of exercises. Uh, we talked about how we how we create each of these elements on the page. Um, I'm not going to go through them in great detail because that was all covered on Wednesday and Thursday, but you should have a whole load of different headlines. Um, Subheadline, we gave you a direct uh, format that we know works, which is to say what the product is, its main benefit, and the main call to action. The direct address we also talked about on Wednesday. Um, so start with the problem statement. So hooking people in and saying, hey, um, I, do you have trouble finding cheap wines delivered to you monthly? Um, so we'd use a problem statement there. We would then build empathy, showing them that we don't just understand the problem, but we um, we feel it. We have an emotional connection to it, and we know it's painful. We know it's annoying for them to have to deal with this problem on a regular basis. We then go into the changes possible statement, where we are saying, hey, 
We get it, it's annoying, we feel you too, uh, we've had this annoyance before, uh, but it doesn't have to be this way. There are other ways you can do this and your life can become better as a result of that. And then boom, into the reveal the statement where we say, okay, um, change is possible and guess what? Change is here, this is my product, this is my service. And we start to move towards, ta-da, the solution. So we talked about the solution in particular on Thursday, um, where we talked about how to position your product or your service um, by focusing on the benefits. And we did an exercise, if you remember yesterday, where we we would start with a feature, like um, we deliver uh, six bottles of wine to your house um, every month for a low cost. Um, that was a feature, for example, or um, yeah, we, we offer home delivery on our wine, that's a feature. And then for each feature, we would say, well, so what? Or why is that important? And we would answer that question again and again and again until we started to hone in on the actual benefits, on the actual um, tangible results and the benefits for the customers rather than the top line features. And we talked about the difference between the iPod marketing, which was a thousand songs in your pocket versus the very much feature-based marketing of Apple's competitors, where they uh, they talked about the size of the hard drive, for example, which is means nothing to nobody. So that is um, the solution. And then we also talked yesterday about call to action. You need to have one call to action as be singular, but you need to show it in multiple places on the page. You need to make it very visible. Um, as well as that, you need to make the call to action easy. It's the easiest um, action that your visitor can perform in order to move ahead. So if they can buy online, don't make them pick up the phone and call you. Just have an, a way to buy online. Still no harm in them, so I shall push on. I'm hoping this is all getting picked up. <laughs> um, and then we talked about the FAQ section. Um, again, we covered all the exercises for this yesterday. Um, the idea here is to put yourself in the shoes of your most annoying, your most um, questioning customer, the person who's always asking, oh, what about this? What about that? Oh, have you thought about this? The person who asks all those annoying questions when you're in contact with them, and we just answer them. We we demolish objections by taking all those annoying questions and right up front on our sales page saying, okay, these are the things you might have to ask. These are the things you might be worried about. Here are the answers. And we just go through and we answer all of the objections right ahead, right on the sales page. Because otherwise people will think, well, uh, yeah, monthly delivery is fine, but what if I go on holiday? Am I going to come home and there's going to be, you know, two boxes of wine and that's going to be kind of annoying and is it hard to cancel? We would deal with that kind of objection here. We would neutralize it and immediately say, okay, no, when you go away, you can easily pause your wine delivery. So you don't need to worry about that. So frequently asked questions are a fantastic sales tool for that purpose. And then finally down here, we have the social proof. So we talked about three versions, testimonials, reviews, and um, portfolio, people that you've worked with in the past. Now these should be sprinkled um, across the page. And that's something that your designer will be able to help you do if you are hiring somebody or um, you can do yourself if you are building your own website. We're gonna talk a bit more about them in a moment though. So, the question that I know, I, I briefly addressed it, but 
lots of people will be asking, well, what about pictures? Where am I going to put pictures? Where am I going to put videos? This looks a bit text heavy. And that's true. This is very much text heavy. The images have been left off for split simplicity because right now this is just our briefing document. We are going to add in images later as long as they support the copy. So you can see here, this would be where images that support the benefits go. Um, up here would probably have an image showing the product maybe um, or showing an image of the problem. Um, but this is much less important than having the framework, having the copy frame in place. Um, for images, it's going to depend a lot on the length of your page, what exactly you're selling, because um, there's a balance of copy and images which will depend on how much you've actually written. Um, so if you've written 3,000 words, you're going to need a few images to break up that block of text. So it's kind of hard for us to say you need an image here, you need an image here, you need an image here, because it depends on how long each of these written sections are. If your, um, your direct address is three pages long, yeah, you're going to need some images to break that up. If it is like this, and it is four uh, short sentences, short, four sh very, very short paragraphs, then you do not need an image after each and every paragraph. That's just going to break the flow. So for that in particular, I would suggest you first get the text in place on a website. And then you can see, all right, this looks a bit wordy. This needs to be chunked up, or this needs a supporting image to kind of get that point across. And then you can make that decision based on having the copy in place, based on having the skeleton of the website set up. That is definitely something that you can come talk to us about in the WhatsApp, sorry, in the Slack group as well, um, because it's something that is very hard for us to answer unless we see your work, um, unless we see what your copy looks like, and then we can make suggestions about, okay, you might want to add something here, you might want to add an image here. So what do we have here? We have this format document. Fantastic. You can download this again. There is a link below um, and it's a PDF. This will allow you to at least know the shape. Um, you also need to have your Google Doc or your Word Doc where you have, um, you've gone through all the exercises that I just recapped now. You've gone through those exercises and you have each of these sections, some text. These two documents, are your creative brief and then we are going to now look at how you turn these documents into an actual website so you have a couple of options here still no harm Minda oh well I'm gonna continue entirely so two options the first option is we do it ourselves. now building a website building a website is a lot of work but remember we're not actually building a website um, we talked about the difference between a website and a, uh, let me bring myself up. We talked about the difference between a website and a landing page, the difference between a website and a sales page um, on Monday. Now a website is one of those, um, is one of those large informational based um, web pages you've probably seen where you can go in many different directions. It will have a blog, it will have newsletters. It will have um, it will uh, it will have all the products, all the services, different ways to contact. It will have the story, the company. It will just have absolutely everything. Um, that's not what we're building. That is a big task creating something of that size. And if you're not a professional web designer, 
or developer, I would definitely recommend you go ahead and uh, hire somebody for that. We're not talking about that though. We're talking about creating a single web page, a single purpose web page. It does one thing, which is to um, get people to make a purchase with us. We are creating a sales page. So instead of creating a website that has a home page and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twenty different other pages connected to it, we are creating one one page and only one page. So if you haven't done any web development, if you haven't done any web design, this is actually quite a good way to start um, instead of on a gigantic project building a massive uh, website. So there are um, a couple of ways we can do this. The good news is that you do not need to learn to code. You do not need to learn things like HTML uh, and CSS, you might have heard these terms floating around. Um, there's still going to be a learning curve, but it's way easier to do uh, to build a web page. Now, thanks to things called page builders, previously you would actually have to write out the code. Um, you would have to structure the page and um, you'd have to add in design elements all by hand. And it was a lot of hard work. Um, and this is why web designers got paid so much money. This is no longer necessary because some clever people have created tools which basically allow you to drag and drop elements onto a web page. So think of it as a canvas. You have a blank page and you you, uh, you want to put a title on top of that page. You just drag a title element into the page, drop it in and type in your title. That's how simple it is to do now. If you need a video, you drag in a video element drop it in, add the video um, address. So if it's a YouTube video, for example, you'd add the address and that video would appear in your page. Same thing for images, same thing for text. It's even the same thing for um, things like checkout. You'll be able to drag in a credit card processing element, a credit card processing cart and purchase element, and that will just work out of the box. So we have these drag and drop page builders now. Um, which make it a lot easier to get a web page up and running. This is a big secret many web designers and web developers don't tell you because then they can't charge a lot of money to create a website. So there are a couple of options here within using page builders. There are full service software packages like ClickFunnels. Um, ClickFunnels and lead pages are probably the two big ones here. Um, these are end-to-end -end marketing systems with page builders, e-commerce, uh, product delivery. They can deliver digital products, for example, uh, webinars, auto-webinars, um, email responders, everything. Everything is built in to these particular pieces of software. Um, so they can get everything done for you. They're also built for marketers. So the templates they have tend to be very much uh, marketing focused. They are sales pages. They are landing pages. These tools are like ClickFunnels are not used to create entire websites. They are used to create marketing pages, which is again, what we've been focusing on this particular week. The pages in ClickFunnels are built to sell. They're about generating revenue. So if that sounds good to you, ClickFunnels is the tool you want to be using. Now, again, like all page builders, um, ClickFunnels has a number of templates. So you would pick out a template that you like the look of, and then everything's going to be drag and drop. It'd be dragging and dropping in a title, dragging and dropping in uh, images, videos, etc., etc., to match what we've just had a look at, which is the, uh, the structure and the format of the sales page we've been creating for the last two days. Um, 
So with something like ClickFunnels, it would be basically taking your copy document, taking the format document, which you can download below this video, and um, building them inside of ClickFunnels, and you'd be done. It's pretty simple. There's very good um, uh, customer support. So if you do get stuck on anything technical, they'll actually be able to jump in and do it for you, which is fantastic. The main disadvantage of ClickFunnels is the cost. It is the basic version is $97 a month. Um, if you are selling, if you're running a business, this is nothing, obviously. This is a very small marketing cost. Um, if you are just starting out and you haven't made any sales yet, you haven't got any revenue, then this might be a bit too steep for you. But if you do have revenue, um, if you have a business that's up and running, I'd recommend ClickFunnels. It's one that I use personally for, well, for client sites, but also for my Chinese uh, learning and my tiny Chinese teaching website, as well as a few others. Um, and it's just very simple, very quick and easy to use. Um, whereas building something from scratch might take a few weeks or a month or two. In ClickFunnels, I can have an idea, build a page, and then by the end of the day, be making sales. It's extremely fast and very simple to use. So I recommend it for, uh, for beginners. If you are looking for something that's lower cost though, there is a second option. The second option is to build your own WordPress site. Now, WordPress is just a, a platform on which websites are built. You don't need to worry too much about what it is, but you can have WordPress as your base technology, and then you can have a page builder on top of that technology. So ClickFunnels gives you all of this in one package. WordPress, you need to uh, kind of build step by step. You need, okay, you need the website, you need WordPress installed, you need the page builder installed. It's a bit more step by step. It requires a, more work um, and there are more uh, technical difficulties associated with it. It is, however, much cheaper. You're not spending $97 a month. Uh, so if that is a concern for you, then WordPress is something you can do. Uh, WordPress itself is free. You will probably have to pay for the page builder, um, which you install on WordPress. Um, and again, these page builders are the, the nice, easy drag and drop interfaces, which allow you to build a sales page extremely quickly. Um, for page builders on WordPress, we, um, our company, we tend to use Elementor. Um, Elementor has a free version. I think the paid version is maybe $100. I'm not sure. Um, we haven't purchased it for a while because the license lasts a long time. Uh, there's also Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, uh, Architect, uh, which I use personally on a lot of my personal pages. There are many, many options for page builders. So um, and those two are good though, Elementor and Thrive Architect. Either of them would be more than enough to build a sales page. Again, following the template that we've given you in the PDF and applying your copy document, bringing those two together and then building it in the page builder. So the main uh, problem or the main con with WordPress is the learning curve. You are gonna have to learn more. Yes, the page builders have made it a lot easier, um, but you are still going to have to invest more time. You're gonna have to invest more effort in building your page more from scratch than if you use something like ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you're basically paying the $97 a month so that you don't need to mess around with the foundational stuff with setting up the core technology. Um, once you've done it on WordPress once, it's actually quite easy. Um, you can get it set up in an hour or so, but the first time the learning curve is very steep. So if you worry about that, I would go with a paid solution like ClickFunnels. 
again, you are a business owner, um, so you shouldn't be wasting all of your time learning how to make websites. You have other things you can be doing, creating value for your business. So that actually brings us on to the second option, the second way to get your web page built. This is to get a web designer or a web developer to build your page for you. Now, I'm going to assume you have zero technical knowledge, and that's absolutely fine. I just want to give you the tools to be able to talk to a designer, to be able to give them what you have and say, hey, make me a web page, um, and for them to be able to do that for you quickly and cheaply. Um, if you go to them with zero knowledge and you say, hey, I think I need a landing page, oh, I, I need a website, and I don't really know what it needs to do, that gives a lot of space for a web designer to say, okay, you need this and this and this and this and this, and to give you a huge laundry list of very expensive items. Whereas we are going to be going to a web designer armed with our format document, the PDF that I've been going through, and our copy document. And we say, hey, take these, make me a landing page based on them. Because we have these elements in place, this is going to be much cheaper much cheaper we're talking we're going from thousands down to i mean i found somebody who can do it for twenty dollars um i i can't confirm their quality but it's a lot cheaper than the tens of thousands you might have to pay normally so we have done the big work we have done the the copy we have done the basic format um if you have bad copy your page is going to be bad if you've got good copy though, everything else is going to become a lot easier. So remember, this is why we started with copy. This is why we started with the text of our page rather than diving straight into how to build a website, how to pick nice images, how to choose good videos, what colors should we use? That stuff comes later and it is in service to the sales copy. So in terms of um, the look and feel of the site, so that is something that I haven't really addressed. Our format document is very, very basic because we want it to be clear. This is section one, this is section two, this is section three. Um, so I haven't filled up lots of images. I haven't um, added nice colors or navigation elements or anything like that. So you have an option when you work with a designer. You can either say to them, look, here's my copy in this Google doc. Here's the general format of what the page should look like. I'm going to give them to you, you do the rest, you work out the rest, you decide what the color should be, you decide um, what kind of navigation elements there should be, you add photos, you take all of that, that's fine. That is one way to do it. You are giving the designer uh, freedom in the area that they are good at, which is designing, and that's fair, that's a perfectly fair thing to do. Or the option, the other option here is you as the client, you go out and you find a bunch of websites you like the look of, especially web sales pages and landing pages, because they're the most relevant. You find other landing pages, uh, you save the links, and then when you go to your designer, you don't just give them the format PDF, you don't just give them the copy document, but you also give them a third thing, which is, here's a list of websites I like the look of. I like the design of these websites you are giving them examples um, of the type of pages you like. And for a designer, that's really useful because it means a lot of a lot less back and forward, back and forward. Because the biggest pet peeve for most designers is um, a designer will finish a draft of the page, send it to a client, and the client will say, oh, I don't like that font, or that red's a bit red, isn't it? Like, the very, <laughs> very non 
specific feedback. Whereas if a client is able to show what type of design they like beforehand by saying, hey, I like this page, I like this page, I really like the red on that page, um, I like the header uh, font that they've used on this page here. If they're able to give that kind of information, it gives the designer a lot more, um, a lot more to work with on the design front. So that's, I find as somebody who has designed websites, I don't do it so much anymore, but as a designer, that's extremely useful for getting to know what it is that the uh, the client, the person who wants a website actually wants. So how do we find a designer? This is gonna be a quite a basic job that we're, we're finding a designer for because we have the copy, because we have that template, and maybe we have a list of design examples, design websites that we like. So because of that, because we're giving them all this material, there's, there's very, little extra creativity that needs to be added to this gig. As a result of this, we should be able to find somebody for a cost-effective amount. What I'm going to do is I want to show you, I'll show you, for example, pull this up, uh, fiverr.com. We've talked about fiverr.com a bunch of times. I don't think we've ever necessarily shown you. So I had a look yesterday. Um, and this is on Fiverr, get the best sales page, sales page services. There are people on Fiverr specifically selling sales page design. Um, so you could actually hire somebody to do all of the work from this week for you. They could write the copy, they could, um, uh, they could format the page, they could create everything for you. You'd have to pay a lot more for that. And even then I would not recommend um, outsourcing your copy too much because you, as the business owner, as the product creator or the service creator, you best know um, the ins and outs, the benefits and the features of your product or your service. Um, so even if you were working with somebody who was doing all of that for you, they'd probably have to talk to you quite a lot anyway. They would be guiding you through this process that we've done this week. So therefore, you've, you're already ahead of them and you're able to deliver all of the copy and say, hey, it's done. Here we go. This is everything you need. Um, so let's have a quick look though. So this is Fiverr. This is specifically for sales pages, but as you can see, we can we can find pretty much everything. Um, so if I needed a logo, I can get a logo done. Uh, where are the visual design, print design? Where are the websites? Maybe it's digital marketing. Anyway, we're in the sales page services. So you can see uh, UX Torch here, he's £200, or starting at £200, let's pull him up. He is um, Fiverr Pro, so here we are, you are viewing a verified pro service. These are people who have proven themselves to be um, very high quality, they've worked with a lot of people and they've delivered a lot of high quality work. So he starts at £200, um, so you get a landing page design. Standard is £500, you get three landing pages, and premium is £900, you get five landing pages. That's fine. Um, so that's quite expensive. Whether or not that's out of your budget will depend entirely on your particular uh, business, on your, on your personal situation. However, what I wanted to show you is somebody like, let's see, I guess this guy, uh, S-Funnel. So I will create a WordPress landing page design. Fine, ah, here we go. He's using Elementor, which we mentioned as a page builder. So he's gonna create using a page builder. Um, 
unique design, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't tell us that much here, but he is 20 pounds for the basic. The standard is 42 pounds and the premium is 85 pounds. Um, the great thing here is he's very cost effective, but the quality will still be high because we are going to provide him with the copy file. If we didn't give him the copy, and we just hired him to make a £20 page, it would probably be very generic and not very useful for our particular business. However, because we can pay somebody £20 and then give them all of the work we've been doing for the last two days, the end result is going to be very high quality. Um, so that allows us to avoid hiring somebody for thousands or for uh, £200 here, and instead hire somebody for a much lower cost and still come out with a very high quality product because we've done so much of the copy work already. So this is Fiverr. Um, Harms and I have hired a lot of people on Fiverr. Uh, some are very good, some are very bad. It's a marketplace, so you don't necessarily know who you're gonna be getting. People who are pro-verified are generally much higher quality and the prices uh, reflect that, obviously. The other thing you need to look for are uh, reviews. So somebody like, uh, well, okay, he's good. He's five star. This is S Lizard. He's five star and he's got 184 reviews. So based on that, I can assume he's probably pretty good. The one that I just looked at, S Funnel, he is a new arrival. So he could be very good and he just hasn't got enough reviews yet. He's only got one review and it was five star. Um, or he could be rubbish and we have no idea. There's not enough um, evidence there. There's not enough reviews. There's not enough history of his work to be able to tell if he is a good uh, provider or not. Um, someone like this, I would say, would be, this looks good. He's 4.9 stars rating with 76 reviews. That's solid. I would hire him. Um, with this kind of thing, because Harms and I have hired so many people, I would suggest you come to the Slack group and you can actually just send us the link of the gig that you're looking at. So if you were looking at S Funnel, you can literally grab this up here, fiverr.com slash S Funnel. Uh, you can copy that, paste it into the Slack group and say, hey, look, what's does this guy look any good? What kind of questions would you ask him or her? Um, and would you hire this person? We're able to give our personal opinion on that. Okay, so that is Fiverr. The other one I wanted to show you is a different alternative is something called upwork so fiverr you tend to find um you tend to find technicians people who can build stuff for you by finding their particular gigs and then trying to fit your project into their gig whereas on upwork you post your requirements and people will bid um, to try and get the job from you so you set the budget you you specify what the work is, uh, you would give your copy, for example, you'd give the format template uh, PDF that we've given you, you'd put all of that up in a proposal and say, hey, so not a proposal, in a request for proposals, you'd say, hey, this is what I want, here's a copy, um, here's what the page should look like, um, I need you to add some images, I need you to add some videos, and these are some websites I'd like. If you give them all of that information, you'll be in a really good position. Um, you can then give a, a budget, so you can say, and I've got £100, or I've got £500, or I've got £1,000. You state your budget and people will bid for your job. Um, so Upwork, you tend to get a higher quality of work. 
uh, for a lot of these people, this is their full-time job. And you can see these are individuals. You can see them. You can see where they're from. You can see their hourly rate. Um, you can see a lot more about, let's see, let's look at Suma. You can see a lot more about um, their work history. So here we go. You can see all of her last jobs, uh, plus the price, plus the uh, the feedback and any reviews, um, view more. So wow, she's got 240. So you can you can guarantee with a greater degree of certainty that you're hiring somebody who's going to be right for the job. Um, so I'm not sure. If you even seen it? Okay, so you're not seeing it. Suma, there we go. Well, you're not. Okay, that's not working. That's fine. Um, so you are hiring an expert. You're hiring an individual. You tend to get a higher quality, but you will pay a higher price to get that on Upwork. So again, this is going to depend entirely on your budget, um, how high a quality page you need, and um, the size of your business, basically. So let's get rid of that. Where are we? So those are two ways to find a design designer. Um, if you're just starting out, then I would definitely recommend Fiverr. Lower cost, the quality is going to vary a lot more. But if you're only spending twenty pounds uh, to have somebody put together a website, you could potentially hire a few people to do that same job um, and then choose the best one. So there are ways to get around the the more varied quality. It's just by hiring more people. Um, or testing people out on small gigs, and then if they do them really well, then you give them a larger gig. Right, so the at this point, a lot of people, when we're talking about websites, they're like, oh, well, what about, what about uh, my web address? Or I hear I need hosting, or how do I get a domain? Or, oh, I need business emails so I can send emails from my business account, stuff like this. Yep, all of this stuff is part of um, part of your website or where your web page lives. It's far too much for us to go into at this point because we do not know uh, what you already have. Maybe you already have a business email account. Like, there's no point in me talking about how to set up a business email account for the next ten minutes if you know eighty percent of you do. So, for these kind of things, uh, these very specific requests like how do I get a domain, do I need hosting, um, what's a good price to pay for hosting, how do I get an email address, for these kind of things definitely come to Slack because they're going to be very one-off depending on what your particular business needs at the moment. The focus of today is entirely just getting your sales page online. There will be other things um, that are connected to this, oh how do I set up payment uh, credit card processing for example, absolutely come to the Slack group and ask us things like this. Um, there's there are going to be these kind of questions, but it just doesn't make sense for us to cover them um, all in this one video because it's going to be a massive hodgepodge. What I would say is that good web designers, if you find somebody good, especially on Upwork, they should be able to help you through these kind of questions. Things like, oh, I need web hosting. Oh, I need a web address. Oh, I need uh, business email uh, connected to my website. They'll be able to help with those things. There may be an additional cost related to it, um, well, there probably there should be, um, or at least they'll be able to point you in the right direction. But if you need any help with those things, come to the Slack group and we'll be able to guide you through because they're generally not as complex as most people think they are. So we are going to do a full how to set up your website um, 
a week in the future, we'll do a course on website building. Remember, a website in particular is a home page, an about us page, a contact page, a services page, is a blog, um, join our newsletter, is all of that additional content. We'll show you how to set up a WordPress site. Um, it's definitely still something that's useful. It's just not the focus of this week. And we'll cover a lot of those additional questions like, oh, how do I get hosting or how much shall I pay for my domain? We'll cover all of those things that particular week. Right now, just come to the Slack group. So what we'll do is when we do create that whole um, that course or that series of courses, we'll link it in this video somewhere. So hopefully in the future, you'll see something pop up around here pointing you in that direction if that is something you want to do. So where are we? What do we have? At the end of today, um, you should know how to move on to the next stage. Remember you have your copy document. That's your document that has all of your headings, all of your subheadings, all of your features and benefits, all of your frequently asked questions, your testimonials. Everything should be in this one Google document or this Word document that's done. That is the major piece of work that you've covered this week. Fantastic. Well done. The second thing you should have, you can download below this video, is just a very basic uh, format PDF. It shows how these sections are uh, set out on a page. You can take this format document, this PDF from below the video, and you can take your copy document. And now, using these two, we're going to marry them together and create a sales page. And remember, we talked about you can either do it yourself or you can hire somebody to do it for you. If you're doing it yourself, you can use uh, an all-inclusive marketing tool like ClickFunnels. Uh, ClickFunnels does everything, um, plus more stuff that you probably won't ever need, but it's fantastic if you need that flexibility in your marketing system. It does cost uh, $97 a month, so there is that. If that's within your budget though, I definitely recommend it and I use it personally. Um, or you can build from scratch using WordPress with a page builder. The page builders I just recommended were Elementor and Thrive Architect. Both of those are great for building sales pages, um, but there's going to be a higher, uh, a steeper learning curve if you are building from scratch yourself. So be aware of that. If you don't want to have anything to do with the technical, if you own a business or you just have, uh, and you don't have the time, you don't have the inclination, or you don't have the skills or want to learn the skills to put together a website, absolutely fine. You can hire somebody to do this for you. Now, because you have your copy document, because you have your format document, you can go and hire a designer um, much more easily than if you just went to them and said, hey, I need a sales page, um, in which case you're going to get charged a lot and the end result is going to be disappointing. Instead, we have the documents. We can take them to the designers and say, hey, put this together for me and we're going to get a much better, higher quality and more cost-effective end result. We looked at two different ways to do that. We can go into fiverr.com where we can find people from between 20 pounds to 200 pounds or a few hundred pounds um, who will be able to do this for you. Or you can go over to upwork.com where you're gonna pay more, but you are gonna be more assured of a high quality developer. You probably get more one-on-one -on -one communication with them. They'll be able to help you with other things outside of your main sales page. And you might be able to find a web designer that you can work with um, moving forward, which would be a very cool uh, asset for your business. So those are the two options we just looked at. So this week, let's wrap it all up. Where have we been? What have we done? At the end of this week, you are now 
prepared to either build the website yourself or send everything off to a designer and have it done. You will, at the end of this process, have a really good sales page that will be converting people, that will be uh, bringing them into your business, following your call to action, whether that's making a sale, contacting you directly, signing up for a free trial, whatever your call to action is, uh, your sales page is going to make it a lot easier to achieve that result. But to get here, we had to come quite a long way. First on Monday, we looked at traditional websites and why they don't really work. There were too many places to go. Why would you um, why would you go and make a particular purchase or follow a particular course of action when there are so many other shiny objects for you to follow? I mean, instead of making a purchase, I can go to the blog or, oh, they're doing a competition or, oh, they've got their Christmas photos up. It's very easy for a visitor to get distracted and to go chasing off all over the place. So instead of a website, we decided, nope, we're going to build a landing page. So it's a place where somebody lands and they have a choice. They either follow through with the action of the page or they do not, they leave the page. And in particular, we've been focusing on a sales page. A sales page has a sale at the end. The action of the sales page is buy or do not buy. So we decided on Monday, that's what we're gonna focus on because that is what generates revenue for a business. A website's fine as an informational um, area where you can talk all about the different things you do. It's great for kind of proving if you're a large company or showing, um, you know, showing the history of your company or who's on your team or the wide range of services you provide is fantastic for that. It's a good informational business calling card. A website, however, is not good for making sales. It is not good for generating revenue. That's why we're focused on a landing page and a sales page. Now on Tuesday, we did a brief safari um, where we decided to go through a bunch of different landing pages to show you what a good landing page looks like and show you what a bad landing page looks like. In particular, we looked at Airbnb and Monday.com as examples of landing pages that do their job really well. They did it differently um, because Airbnb is very well known. They did not have to prove who they were. They, they are Airbnb, but they had to deal with instead the objection that many hosts might have, which is people are going to trash my house or uh, I don't feel safe being a host. That the page we looked at dealt with those objections extremely well. And that was the purpose of that landing page. The monday.com landing page was built from a place of knowing, okay, people do not know our company. We are a small company up against big companies in the in our industry. How do we combat them? So their page was very much about convincing the visitor that monday.com was worth trying, that is better than the larger competitors, and that they punch way above their weight. That was the purpose of that page. We also looked at the American Express credit card page, which was an absolute mess. Um, it failed most of the uh, quality standards we'd look for um, in a sales page. There was no distinct call to action. It was, uh, we found there were 440, no, 404 links, different ways to leave the page uh, without signing up for a credit card. They didn't focus on the benefits. The imagery had no connection to anything on the page. The whole thing was just a mess. And the reason we focused on Amex was we didn't want to punch down on some small company and say, hey, look, your website's rubbish. That's not very fair. That's not very fun. Instead, we chose a company that has the money, has the team to fix these things if they chose to do so. They have not chosen to do so. And the end result is a page that is, uh, well, a bit of a mess. And I can't imagine it does 
very well for them. So that was Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, we then moved into putting together our actual copy. We talked about the fact that copy or copywriting, the text of our website is, sorry, of our landing page, is the most important element. Everything else, the colors, the font, the images, the videos, all of the design elements, they hang off the copy. We nail down the copy first, and then the rest comes easily. Whereas most people, when they're building a website, they design it first, and then the text on the website is almost like an afterthought. Um, oh, we need a headline, and then they just scramble to put something in place. Instead, we really drilled down on the copywriting, on the text we're going to be putting on the website, because ultimately that is what matters. That is what will prove to a visitor that we know what we're talking about, that will prove to the visitor that we understand their problem, or prove to the visitor that we are able to solve their problem with our particular solution, uh, which is our product or service. So on Wednesday, we used the top part of the page and we really drilled into how we talk about the problem, how we address a particular problem that the visitor has. So we used the headline, we used the subheadline, and then we used um, some introductory text below the header um, in order to really convince them that we get it, we understand. Uh, we know what their problem is and we are here to fix that. And yesterday on Thursday, we talked about how we're going to fix that. So what we're going to fix, how we're going to fix it. How we're going to fix it is our our solution, which is our product or our service. We talked about benefits and features. We talked about uh, the call to action, how to get people to that sale. And then we talked about objection uh, neutralization. So frequently, frequently asked questions and using social proof like testimonials, reviews, um, a portfolio people we've worked with in the past in order to neutralize any objections a potential customer might have. So after Wednesday and Thursday, you should have had a massive um, copy document with all of your copy written into it. And then today, what we've just covered is taking that document, combining it with the template that we have linked down below this particular video, and then either building or going to a designer in order to create your final website. So it has been a very full week. Um, today I've been reminded why we do this with two people because I cannot drink water and talk at the same time, unfortunately. Um, and it's a very hot Friday uh, morning. So that is a problem. We will sort it out. So next week uh, you have both Hans and I again. So you don't just have to listen to me. Um, but I'm hoping that this week has been a very packed, a very uh, feature rich I'm sorry, benefit to rich um, week where you have been given a lot of material in order to put together a really killer landing page. Now, if you are confused about the next steps, come to the Slack group and we will guide you as we can. Again, the link to the Slack group, as always, is below this video. The Slack group is free. Um, you do need to enter an email, but that goes to Slack. They are the people who run uh, the messaging service. It doesn't go to us, so it's not for us to spam you of anything. That's not really what we're interested in. Instead, it's a free community where business owners uh, and people starting up their businesses, they come and they hang out and they can ask us questions. Normally, we charge quite a lot of money, or a lot of money, for consulting on digital marketing. So this is a really good way for people in our community to get access to the same level of knowledge um, and for our solutions and our opinions on certain things uh, for free, which what's well, free for now, we might 
charge later for it. But right now, if you get in for now, it would be free. So go for it. Um, and what are the other things that Hans normally talks about? So there's a Slack group. Go ahead and do that. If you want to see the uh, what we've been talking about in written form, then we transcribe and have show notes for every single show on the website bbo.show. So that's just bbo.show, no.com needed. Um, and you'll be able to find all of our podcast notes there, all of our video notes there. I think the video is embedded. You can find the podcast versions. Everything is there that you need. Um, so definitely go and check out bbo.show if you want to find that extra material. And finally, we have an ebook um, which is up on amazon.com, amazon.co.uk, whatever Amazon you happen to be on, it will be there, um, where we guide people through 200 plus ways to earn money from home, um, split into four categories. There are no skill required, just an internet connection um, and a computer. There's generating income using the fact that English is something that you speak. It doesn't even have to be your first language, but if you speak English, you can make money online. Uh, third, making money online, generating an income through your professional skills. So taking what you already know and you're using a professional capacity and generating extra cash there, which is a really cool thing to do. And finally, doing this exactly the same thing, but with your creative skills. So if you are creative, um, whether it's music or drawing or design, there are ways to generate extra income online. We go through about four, sorry, 200 different uh, examples different ways you can generate an income. That book is the lowest price we can set it at. It is 99 cents or 90 pence or whatever it is. Um, it's a very low cost book, so we want to get it into as many hands as possible. The purpose of writing that book and producing the content was during lockdown. Um, so right now we're still in uh, COVID-19 lockdown. We wanted to give people the tools to start to generate an extra income at home while stuck at home, because it's no longer plausible to go and get an extra job you know, at the local pub, that's just not uh, possible anymore. So we wanted to give people the tools to do that. It's the cheapest we can give it away for. Um, you can also find a free version of the list. Um, I believe there's a link below this video, which has all of the articles, um, all of the entries, all the different ways to make that money. It's just in the book, we go into a bit more detail and you get some more context and it's only a dollar. So not the end of the world. It's also easier to read that way. So. That is us at the BBO show signing off for today. It's been a great week and I'm looking forward to introducing a new topic next week on Monday, which we will be going through for the rest of the week, Monday through Friday, the self-contained course, helping you to level up and grow your business, building your business online. Um, and we'll be back next week.